the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. I'm Mark Howington. You're listening to Life in Colorado, and I'm very pleased to have with me right now Sarah Randall. She's the director of Imagination Library right here in Denver, but Sarah, I got to tell you, one of the first things I discovered is that this isn't actually a library, is it? <laughs> no, our single purpose is to mail books to directly to the children's homes to create their own home library. Interesting. Okay, so how did this all get started? You're, you're mailing books out, and I've got a ton of questions about that, first of all, but let's just head to maybe the beginning. How did all this get started? So originally, uh, back in Tennessee, you know, Dolly Parton, um, country singer uh, extraordinaire, um, grew up uh, with a father who could not read or write and knew that it really held him back and that he would have been much more successful had he been able to to read and write. Uh, And she never wanted anyone else to feel like that. So she started a small book program in Sevierville, Tennessee, um, in hopes to bring the bring books to children in her community, and it was so successful, people loved it so much that it really grew um, from Tennessee to all fifty states and even in other countries around the world. I just think that's fantastic that she had the the heart to do that. And you know, a lot of times, outreaches like yours get started because somebody in their personal experience had had a struggle or had some obstacle to overcome. They had something that was in their life, and they said, you know what, I want to make this better. And that's exactly what it sounds like she did. So how did, how did it spread from there to Denver? When I moved here, um, I, you know, from Sonoma County, Northern California wine country, we, uh, I was familiar with the program. We, um, wanted to volunteer actually uh, for a for uh, an affiliate of Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, realized that one did not exist. And so me, some other friends volunteered to create a 501c3, uh, find some, some small funding partners, and started it from there in 2000, launched in 2015. So it's a really, you know, it's a kitchen table uh, type of organization where we just sat around and thought, oh, you know what, there's a problem, let's try to fix it. Interesting. Okay, so what is the problem? Tell me about Denver, tell me about the kids in this area, tell me about uh, what it is you're trying to accomplish right here in in our neighborhood. Yeah, well, uh, the Annie E. Casey Foundation Kids Data, uh, Kids Count data just was released, and 60% of Colorado children, fourth graders, are not reading proficient. Now, 
a, a lot of people know that third grade is the earmark of, is the big indicator of uh, and change from learning to read, uh, going from learning to read to reading to learn. And so if you're not proficient by third grade, school can be really difficult going forward. And studies show that if you're not proficient by third, fourth grade, you'll have a higher chance of dropping out and a higher chance of uh, delayed high school graduation. And so by providing books in uh, two families directly uh, in their homes, they don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to go to a community center or a library, although we you know, do encourage that. We can build a good home library uh, where the child lives. And we know from um, the National Commission on Reading and a lot of other studies that the most important indicator of a child's success in, in their educational career is how many books are in the home before age five. So we are trying to fill that, that need of providing books to children in their homes. Okay, so again, tell me, what age then are you targeting? Birth to five. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So obviously, we, we, uh, you know, a, a small baby is not going to be reading to themselves. So you are also, I'm guessing then, encouraging parents to read to their kids. Um, we mail one book every month until a kid's fifth birthday. All of the books are age appropriate for the deve- developmental stage that they're in. They're exciting. Um, and, you know, the, the one, two, three-month-old babies, they get the board books, so they can hold them, they can chew on them, they can, um, you know, learn how to hold a book. And, and it gets a little bit more, uh, you know, complex with different themes and characters and, and subjects from there. And, you know, fortunately, when a kid is really excited about getting something in the mail and it's a book, they usually, what we hear from our families is they get it in the mail and they bring it to whoever will read it to them, whoever will help them open it and, and sit down and read with them, whether it's a sibling or a grandparent or a babysitter or whatever. Um, we know that this program does increase uh, home literacy practices. Awesome. That's, that's incredible. I, okay, I'm just going to be honest. And, and maybe this program would have helped me. I don't, I don't know. But when I was a kid, I hated to read. It just, in fact, I, I suppose I've kind of carried that in as an adult as well. I actually find reading kind of like a chore. It's, it's, but if, if, and I kind of love the fact that this is part of your name, Imagination Library, because if there was a book that captured my imagination, I'm, for example, the, the books I do read, I'm very much a, a science fiction kind of a guy because if if I can if my imagination can be sparked, then and especially if the writing is good, if it draws me in, then then I then I find that I even find it hard to put that book down. My 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 problem is I I find it hard to find good books. But what I'm hearing you say is if you can get the books in the hands of kids at an early age, it's almost it's almost like you built in this excitement because you just mentioned they're excited to to get the book in the mail. I mean, I can remember as a kid if there was something in the mail addressed to me, wow, I mean, I, that was that was a that was a reason to run to the mailbox and and go grab that thing, but but I I love this fact that you're starting as early as you possibly can and building the excitement of getting a book. I mean, that's just 
to me, that's incredible. So talk about then your mailing books out. Now, I'm looking at your website, and this says since the launch in 2015, you've mailed more than 24,000 books. That's quite quite a, a, an accomplishment right there. <laughs> yeah. You're attending community events like the Five Points Jazz Festival, and obviously COVID has probably put a damper on a lot of this. Uh, t- tell me, let's back up to that 24,000 books. Obviously, um, you can't do everything all at once. You can't cover all of Denver all at once. So where where are you serving right now? Right now, we serve in uh, North Denver. Um, we're in four different zip codes, um, the Globeville, Swansea area, uh, North Washington, Five Points area, um, Sunnyside, a little bit of Highlands. Um, and uh, North uh, North Park Hill, so just north of uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard. And our goal is is to expand um, what our responsibility as an affiliate is. We're, we're very lucky to be partners with the Dollywood Foundation, who has a great working relationship with Penguin Publishing, which is why our program is so inexpensive. Um, and, you know, we are working to expand our service area. Really, it just comes uh, down to funding. And, um, and you know, as you said, uh, <laughs> COVID did affect our major fundraiser. Uh, it, we typically have our Denver Grilled Cheese Fest in April, and that does not happen this year. Okay, so but our, now but I... Our, but our, Go ahead. Our, uh, you can go to imaginationlibrary.com um, in Denver or all over the state. There's uh, and check all over the state if there is a uh, an affiliate in your in your zip code. Excellent. I'm Mark Howington. This is Life in Colorado. I'm talking with Sarah Randall. She's the director of Imagination Library. Got started with Dolly Parton in Tennessee, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. And has grown to Denver. And Sarah, you were part of that. And and what you have told me so far is that you you got together with people of like mind to form this Denver branch, and uh, it's kind of started at your kitchen table. And you have this vision to see books mailed, actually mailed to people, and so they don't return them, right? They they keep them. No. It is theirs to keep. Wow, that's it's a... theirs to keep and share with siblings and neighbors. Excellent, excellent. So, as these books are then mailed out, and you said you're going from birth through kindergarten, did you say? The month of their fifth birthday. Month of their fifth birthday. Okay, all right. Because because once once they turn six, they're they're getting into uh, school age, or even five, they're getting into pre kindergarten. A lot of them. And I, I know that's part of the mission, right, is to get kids ready to learn in school. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And like you mentioned before, you know, with maybe not, not loving books so much, the earlier you're introduced to books, the easier it is for you to understand the concept of reading, words, um, you know, complex sentence structure. And by the time, you know, you're, you're so familiar, as you know, as a child, you're so familiar with that by the time you go to kindergarten, it's so much easier to to be excited about going to school and learning more and that's that's part of the that's a component of of the program um you know sort of an exciting offshoot of just delivering books to kids is that they typically we do see a 30 percent increase in kindergarten readiness um they have increased um literacy assessment scores in kindergarten third grade 
10th grade. So they've done longitudinal studies in Tennessee, um, and it really does show that this program is really helpful for children um, and their educational career. Now, I know so far that you are targeting, it sounds like from the areas that you mentioned here in Denver, you're, you're targeting some areas that perhaps have some financial challenges, and that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. And one of the things that occurred to me right now is that we probably have some parents who really can afford to get books for their kids, but maybe, maybe like me, they, they didn't know where to start. I mean, like I said, as I raised two boys with my wife, and, and uh, you know, to be honest, I kind of let them sort of choose if they were going to read or not. And, and maybe now that I look back, because my kids are grown now, maybe I regret that a little bit. But, but let's say we're talking to parents right now. Uh, you know, maybe they've got young kids in the family. Uh, pre-kindergarten age, what would you say to a parent about the importance of reading and getting books in kids' hands? I would say it's just as important as getting good nutrition and brushing teeth before bed. Um, It's, you know, a child's brain grows to 80% of its full size by age three. It's fully uh, formed by age five. So the earlier that we can get books and introduce books to children, you know, just the the stronger they're going to be. I mean, the reading to a kid, um, you know, in an act in a very interactive style. You know, talking to the child, showing pictures, pointing at pictures, making sounds, having them make sounds. You know, can increase a child's IQ. So everything that we do before age five is just so important. And and you know, a reading 15 minutes every night before bed. Is should be just as important as 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 brushing teeth and washing hands. I was looking at your website, and there was uh, there's a couple of different articles on there, and and one of them is called "Stick to It: Five Tips for Creating New Habits," and and that's really I, I think what you're talking about is if you can get books in the hands of kids early on and then start this habit. But, you know, I may, maybe I should use this for uh, for myself, too. And it looks like a lot of these tips could be used for more than just reading. You know, I need to exercise more, for example. <laughs> but it, you, your first point on the, the website article there is use a trigger, talking about, uh, you know, making sure you've got a, a cue like a time or day or a place or circumstances that that you can stick to. So, you know, one of the things you just mentioned, for example, is 15 minutes before bedtime reading either the kids, as you mentioned, age-appropriate books are going to arrive. So even an infant are going to have the board book or or let's say we get a little older, you're talking four-year-old, and they can read some some good sentences, and obviously the books are going to have more pictures. But you're talking about um, making it a regular habit then with that book. Am I am I hearing you right? Absolutely, absolutely. And then you you, know, al- you also say in this article, start small. And I don't know if you wrote the article, but it's on your website. Start small, and and I like that because it, and and you know based upon what you've told me, it's not just start with small books, but it's also start at a young age, and then keep going, keep going. Yeah. And, you know, it's not necessarily about reading the book from start to finish like we would do as adults. You know, if we're there with our two-year-old, you know, that's a very different type of, you know, uh, attention span. So, you know, maybe we're reading a book, a page, a couple of times. Maybe we're 
saying words over and over again, you know, the repetition uh, and just just getting them used to sitting on your lap or in bed or wherever, you know, in a, in a comfy chair. And um, yeah, just just being there and and familiarizing with how to turn a page and the cover of a book and 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 you know from left to right how we read in english and um you know all of that can even if they're three months old will will be a positive impact and change of trajectory um, of a child's life so if you if you have a goal in mind if you're starting small if you find a regular time to do it you, this third point in this article is to focus on the bigger picture so the bigger picture, it sounds like, at least for this organization, and by the way, I'm talking with Sarah Randall. She's the director of Imagination Library. And it sounds like the goal for Imagination Library then is to get kids ready for school, to get them a love of reading uh, very early, and also to get them prepared to learn. Because let's face it, if you're going to be in school, you're going to be reading a lot. And as I mentioned earlier in the program, reading for me was like a chore. And that became true throughout my even my, my whole school age. Um, I think, I think well, I'm going to be honest, even in college, I didn't really like reading. I loved writing. And that, I think <laughs> that's probably what saved me, actually, because I, I became a very good writer. In fact, writing term papers was was one of my favorite things. But I mean, okay, so I just fast forwarded to college. But if we don't go all the way back to this young age that you're targeting from birth through their fifth birthday, then then it can be lost. That battle can be lost right there, can't it? It can. And it's a struggle. If a child is not, you know, I hear from kindergarten teachers, first grade teachers, that they love this program because sometimes they have children who show up on the first day of kindergarten and have never have never held a book, do not know what a book is. Wow. And that is that's that is um, that is totally preventable. And it's not that parents don't want to read to their children or, you know, they maybe just don't know how important it is or they're working a few jobs and don't have time to go to the library because they're worried about putting food on the table or being able to afford gas to be able to go to their job. So, you know, we imagination library is, is a great, uh, it's a, it removes the barrier of access. And so um, that's one thing that we're really proud of is being able to be accessible to, you know, and inclusive of all children in, you know, 80216, 80205. Um, there's no income requirement or restriction. Um, all children in, are, are welcome in the program. Okay, so as we've talked about earlier, right now you're targeting some areas in Denver that are facing some financial challenges. A lot of the families there would be. And so I'm again. I'm. I, I know we're speaking to a large audience. There may be sure. families who are not financially challenged, who are perhaps catching the vision that yeah, we need a. I can afford to buy some books for my kids. So I'm. I'm being encouraged to get some books into my kids' hands. Um, how about folks who are listening who would catch the vision along with you and would like to participate in helping you get books in the hands of kids? How how can people get connected with your program? They can always visit our website, imaginationlibrarydenver.org, um, and reach out. I welcome volunteers. I welcome, um, right now we're doing our big summer donation campaign. Um, uh, 
giving nine plus five, uh, so giving $14 a month, which will help buy books and ensure that our deliveries, our mail deliveries continue. Um, and which is, you know, a play on Dolly Parton's nine, nine to five movie that we love so much. <laughs> um, and, you know, get involved. Maybe their companies want to want to sponsor a neighborhood um, or uh, um, they want to sponsor uh, a, a zip code. We well, I welcome all conversations. All right. I'm going to try it. Donate nine to five. What a way to make a giving. I love it. <laughs> did You're I? Hired. I, how did I do? I'm hired. <laughs> you did great. All right, that's good. So again, uh, you know, as we talked at the beginning of the program, Dolly Parton had this vision because her own father was primarily illiterate, and she basically said, "I I don't want that to happen to some other family. I I want to encourage kids to read uh, early on." And as you mentioned, the target really is from birth right on to their fifth birthday, and so. Um, again, as you are thinking about maybe people who are listening and the importance of books, obviously you must have caught this vision in your own life. So in just the few minutes that we have left, tell me about a personal connection with you. Why are you motivated to do this? You know, I have to be honest, my dad, you know, retired police officer, avid reader, avid reader, uh, lots of Tony Hillerman in my life, and uh, and John Grisham, of course. And but my, you know, my mom was a librarian. I spent every summer, um, you know, participating in a summer reading program. I read every single Babysitters Club book. I read all the Boxcar Children books. Um, I was I loved reading, um, and I look forward to reading. And and when I realize that there are children in our community that don't grow up with books. Um, man, I, I just can't let that happen. We just can't let that happen. It's, it's, you know, oftentimes no fault of the parents. I mean, we're, you know, in a pandemic right now, a lot of families have lost their jobs. Um, daycares aren't available, schools, um, summer programs. And I think it's really our, I think it's, I think this is a um I think this is something that our community can get behind. It's uh it's it's a fixable problem and I think we owe it to all the 350,000 children in the state of Colorado to be able to um provide books, uh, good books to to our kids to make sure that they start kindergarten strong. Excellent, excellent. So, uh I know our governor Polis uh recently had a connection with Dolly Parton as we closed the program. Talk about that. Sure. Yeah, that was a program that was a legislation uh we call uh, Senator Jeff Bridges called it the little bill that could and um we were able to pass uh some legislation and Governor Polis uh um signed it a few Fridays ago. And uh, we are building a statewide program, meaning that once we launch in every county, there are 64 counties in Colorado, once we launch, uh, we want every child uh, to be uh, eligible and sign up for Imagination Library. So that's something we've, we've just laid the groundwork, Governor Polis, um, Senator Jack Tate, uh, Senator Bridges. Um, have really been supportive of it, you know, making early childhood education and literacy a priority because they know that for every dollar 
that you spend on early childhood literacy and education, you get $17 in return. So they know that this is going to, you know, help, help our community. Actually, by, by investing, you know, in birth to five uh, books. Excellent. Well, Sarah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I've been talking with Sarah Randall, director of Imagination Library Chapter here in Denver. Again, the website, imaginationlibrarydenver.org. Sarah, thanks for being part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.